Hi, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bad Medicine Podcast. And who gives a shit what number we're on? We're on something. It's probably 16. Who cares? We have a huge, 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 did I say huge show today? I don't think you I don't said know. It. I, maybe I'm overstating it. It's kind of a big show for us. Not the big show, but a big show. It's a big show. <laughs> and what a big show it is. We have guest, WWE Hall of Famer, voice of AEW, Jim Ross. Good old JR. Yes, we are not kidding. I know you're probably just shaking your head and like, you're right, there's a voice impersonator. Nope, it's true. We got Jim Ross. We didn't do one of those stupid clips where you just play his voice over our questions. No, we did not. We're authentic, folks. And we have pictures. We aren't even stopping there. We got former TNA superstar and former women's champion of TNA, ODB she loves to say bam. She does love to say bam. That, and that was a really cool interview. I wish we just had some more time with her because the doors were opening. So to give you a little quick backdrop, we were at the venue for Jim and ODB. The show was brought to you by Dave Hero, which a huge, huge, huge thank you to Dave Hero. I will say it again. Thank you to Dave Hero if you haven't heard it the first two times. Can't thank him enough. Uh, he's a big supporter of our podcast, and we support him as much as we can, too. Uh, so Jay, uh, to give you a quick backdrop, again, I love saying backdrop, Mason Quinn. That's the big pe- another big question on this podcast that you may have. Well, folks, you know, life happens, and sometimes when you're trying to pull 500 pounds for a deadlift, shit can go wrong. And it did for Mason Quinn. Uh, so he was... Not in a hospital because he's a man. He so was he just, did some self-medication with, you know, the good old sponsor should be, uh, Jim Beam. And he was laid up on the couch with a pulled hammy slash shitty lower back. So, uh, folks, Mason Quinn sends his deepest apologies that he could not be here today. So feel free to send him fan hate mail if you were expecting to hear his glorious voice. But... If if you do actually care about him, he'll he'll gladly Which we know accept. You don't. He'll gladly accept bottles of Jim Beam to help him self medicate even more. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, before we go into the podcast, and I know you guys are anxiously waiting, we have should be new sponsors. That's right, Dave. The new should be sponsor should be. ODB's Meet and Greet Food Truck Company Whiskey Barbecue Sauce. You can purchase it on odbbam.com as well as soon to be on prowrestlingtees.com. Oh, and you got to have it with what she suggests, pork butt, because it'll be delicious. That's right. He said pork butt, not porking butt, pork butt. Next time, next time. Also should be sponsor, JR's Family Barbecue All-Purpose Seasoning. Hey, I had some of my eggs this morning, and they were delicious. 
also should be sponsor is JR's Family Barbecue Sauce. Mm, hot barbecue sauce because at Bad Medicine Podcast, we love everything that is hot. And you can find that on jrsbarbecue.com. And don't worry, they'll both mention it again later on in the show just in case you don't want to remember me saying it. And ladies and gentlemen, the long-awaited Bad Medicine Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, our first guest joining us today, he needs no introduction. He is just the voice of the 80s, the voice of the 90s, the voice of Monday Night Raws, and the golden voice of wrestling, Hall of Famer, good old J.R. Jim Ross. Hi, fellas. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you for thank coming you. out, sir. How was the travels here? All good. Uh, a little uh, rough getting out of Oklahoma City on a Saturday morning, but rather <laughs> than being two and a half hours late, I was good. That's good. Ah, that was it. Well, first question I got to ask. It's been burning on everybody's mind. Everybody that's a fan of our podcast had this question. It's a burning question. Do you still own the toga from WrestleMania 9? I do not. It was a rental <laughs> <laughs> in 1993. So if I did still own it, I wouldn't know where it was. So, But I, I know it was actually a rental. I didn't see it again after uh, I disrobed. Uh, in Caesar's Palace in 1993. <laughs> well, and one of the things that we were talking about, we know you're a big football guy too. We're probably going to bounce over around from football to wrestling. Uh, Kyler Murray being an Arizona Cardinal, how, what do you, what's your opinion on his outlook? Well, it's hard to, it's hard to practice defending a quarterback that runs a 4-3. You're not going to find 4-3 quarterbacks on your scout team in the NFL or, or most anywhere else, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. and plus a guy that can throw the ball 80 yards. He's just very, very gifted. Uh, very, he's polarizing to some degree because his, you know, his amazing high school record. He never lost a game in high school. Won three state championships. He went to Texas A&M where his dad was a starter, and at one point in time, a great player there, Kevin Murray. But uh, that went that went south. Then luckily he transferred to OU and and he got to play behind Becker Mayfield. And practice with Baker Mayfield, being the same quarterback means as Baker Mayfield, and that helped him immensely. Yeah. So it was uh, a. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to. He just. Uh, he he went to a system. Cliff Kingsbury is the coach of the Cardinals. Yep. He recruited Kyler when Kyler was a high school. That started recruiting Kyler as a as a ninth grader. Oh. So he's they've had a relationship impressive. for years. Yeah. Well, because I remember the one play that like Baker was suspended for one play, and like Kyler Murray ran like a seventy-yard like quarterback keeper. It was amazing. So it's like you saw that he had talent, and so they were fine when they lost Baker to get the Kyler, and now they have you know a, an Alabama alum now on the team. Yeah, only he was only twenty-six and two at <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> we got lucky there, man. I tell you. But here's the thing: is it luck or is it the fact that a lot of these kids? are going to look at OU as an opportunity to come and get polished as a quarterback to get them ready for the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see some, some more of that coming on because the charm is that Lincoln Riley is a great quarterback's coach. Yep. He has a very captivating NFL-friendly offense. Uh, I'm told that they had tons of NFL coaches on campus this spring looking at the offense to add it to the their game. Mm-hmm. So there's you'll see a lot of more of the OU Lincoln Riley offense in the NFL, I think, uh, this year that we've ever thought about seeing. Yeah, I'm really interested to see that because he tore it up for Oklahoma, and now with uh, 
the new head coach QB combo, and they've been together, like you said, forever. I'm really uh, anxious to see what they can do. And I'm a Bears fan, so. Yeah, and you got to remember back when, like, you know, an option quarterback would not succeed in the NFL, and now you see it starting to change where they're starting to do the more RPOs. Quarterback, yeah, quarterback, the quarterback true option is probably not going to be, but the pass option opportunities are going to be there, and why not? In other words, to me, it's like a, a systematic scramble. You know that probably it's going to be a quarterback run, mm-hmm. but it's not going to look like a quarterback run. Yep. So it's uh, that's how I, I look at that. But they they're this good. It's, it's good to be a football fan down there in Norman where I live. I live three miles from the stadium, so it's it's a good experience. I get to see I'm a season ticket holder and all that good stuff. So so you're hop skipping away. Well, oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, Wisconsin is my favorite team, but Oklahoma is definitely in the top five for favorite teams. Like uh, there was a bowl game where it was Alabama and Oklahoma. I just watched the game as a fan because I, I like both teams, so I, I was going to be happy with no matter what the outcome was. <laughs> nice transition here, Jim. Uh, so you got a huge pay-per-view coming up this weekend with AEW, which congratulations, by the way. It's going to be a huge opportunity for everyone involved. Um, so a couple questions that we had in mind with this. Uh, what and This is from one of the fans. Uh, what will make AEW different than what we've actually seen before here in the pro wrestling business? You know, I wish I knew. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like everybody else. Uh, I I haven't been around the talents uh, to since I signed, uh, except Cody. Uh, I worked worked work the other two announcers in Atlanta for a couple of days, but I'm, I'm not being uh, uh, you know uh, trying not to share information. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I actually don't know. Mm-hmm. I hear, I know the I know the you know. I know on that card, it's going to be very diverse. There's Japanese women. There's luchadors. There's uh, brother versus brother. There's a uh, very personal issue between Omega and Jericho. There's Hangman Page and uh, uh, what's the kid's Neville. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pac. Pac now. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing about wrestling. Too many name changes. <laughs> that's why titles don't mean anything. They change it to drop a hat. Oh, uh, yeah. But... I know what those matches I perceive will be like, but as far as why should I watch AEW, give me that one reason. Well, the reason I give you is to hear me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good reason. That's a reason for me and my and, grandkids. And I'm really happy about that, and I'm not trying to sound like a mark, but for since we've ever been growing up, that you are to us and yes. to our, probably our generation the golden voice. So we appreciate every moment that you've been able to give us. It. So with that, uh, I wanted to ask. So I'm not being invasive. I just don't know. <laughs> and that's what oh, kind of okay. makes it kind of exciting. Yeah, it, that's what I think makes yeah, it great. Me, the unknown. Yeah, if I don't know, and again, I'm not going to. I'm not going to seek out this information. I really, I'm not. You're just going to let it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I go call a Packers game, and the Vikings, I don't think they're going to tell me the finish. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what the game plan is going to be. It's my job to add a narrative to the action. Mm-hmm. It's my job to add a lyric to their music. So whatever they're playing. I feel confident enough that I could give you a lyric that would be compatible. And that's awesome. Uh, So with some of your stuff, uh, this is another fan question. With uh, the stuff that you were able to come with during your time on Monday Night Raw, like I-95 and all that, uh, did you know at the time that those were going to be catchphrases later on? Of course not. No. There were ad-libs, extemporaneous remarks that they just came out. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've had, I've had my uh, my work uh, repeated back to me 
uh, you know, oh, he's broken in half and all that stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I've had, but no, you you don't go into it that way. I, I went into it all wrapped up in the match. So I became completely swept up in the moment of any of those big ones. Mm-hmm. And then you just share verbally what you feel. And I think to feel it, to feel the right thing, you need to have some instincts and still have a burning passion uh, of being a wrestling fan. It can't just be a job. And especially at my stage of life, I can't, I won't approach Saturday uh, anything less than I have a chip on my shoulder and something to prove. And so it's, oh, JR, you know, you, proved, you don't need to prove anything. Yeah, I do to me. I do to me. I need to, I need to hear it back at some point when I have the courage to listen to it back and say, well, you weren't too bad. <laughs> you know, you, you're all right. But you got a, you got a future kid. You know, but seriously, uh, I, I was used to, I, I, for WWE last year, I, wor- I worked two times. I went to Saudi Arabia, and I went to New York City for the Raw 25th anniversary show. Both of them were like, uh, I felt like, uh, I felt like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers carrying a clipboard with bread on the field. I wasn't happy. I wasn't in the game. And I was sitting at home, sitting in an empty home after my wife got killed. There was just nothing there. And I got really, uh, it was really challenging to deal with. So from a depression standpoint and a not nowhere to turn standpoint, a poor me and all that stuff, until I finally came to the realization that I, nothing's going to change if I keep doing everything the same way. Mm-hmm. So I had to change. And then I thought that I've always believed that the good Lord blessed me with a talent and my obligation to use it as best I can, and I wasn't ready to hang it up. I, I, I think I had a few more games left in me. And so now, I still believe that. So now Saturday, I prove it. And hopefully it'll come out the way we want it. You say a few games, but I think you've got a few more oh, seasons yes. left in you. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing better I got, than... I've got to have three more because that's what I signed with AEW. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing better than listening you know, to wrestling and hearing JR's voice. You know, um, so with that, it's a, kind of a two-part question. What is the greatest match you've ever seen? It could be any spectrum, whether house show, pay-per-view, or Raw. And then what is the greatest match you've ever called? Yeah, it's hard. Both, both of those are hard questions. Uh, because on different days, I, I would give you probably a different answer, which is to be very oh. frank about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing is so dominant <laughs> in either of those categories that I can say, oh, without a doubt. I can tell you the most memorable matches I called were uh, Taker and Foley at the Hell in a Cell in 98 because it never dies. No, That had to been a hell of a scene for you to be literally right there. Yeah. Right there. Well, yeah, and the, it was. and uh, It was amazing. I, I had no idea they were doing that. <laughs> I didn't. And, so, so, and I'm glad I didn't. Thank God I'm glad I didn't because I would have, it may have preconditioned what I said or didn't say. I said what I said because that's how I felt at that moment. Uh, but that was memorable. Uh, Hogan and Rock at WrestleMania 18 was memorable because of the the uh, organic role change. Hogan came out, built as the heel, the NWO, and all that stuff. And he's they they thought he was just a switch. Uh, well, I thought he was a deity of some sort. Mm-hmm. And Rock had not done anything to anybody in years. Could <laughs> be a great baby face. He's got booed out of the house. Yeah. And they were able to change their game plan on the fly. And they did a, they did a, they had a good match, I thought, and a really good match. Uh, I thought Austin and o, uh, Brett 
at uh, WrestleMania 13 was a really a hell of a matchup. Cena and uh, Shawn Michaels had a great match on TV one time. I think we did in London. That was really, really good. Uh, Michaels is amazing. to had to take four years off the bad back, come back, and didn't look like he missed a damn beat. No. Not one. He had, all he had was a bad haircut and some brown tights. <laughs> looked like the little Dutch boy. Oh, but, that's what yeah. I was just But he reestablished himself as, when he started talking about the greatest of all time, you need to put him in the conversation. He mm -hmm. is, he's, and he'll always be him a player. That's the great thing about my career. I came along at a great time, man. I Look at the talents that I got to call matches for and their oh. primes. That'll be very difficult to be ever replicated again. Mm-hmm. Because those guys, a lot of them are the last bastions of the territory produced talents that learned to diverse, different styles, different audiences, different psychologies. And now these kids are learning to wrestle in a controlled environment by and large, even though NXT is doing uh, uh, some, some uh, touring, mm -hmm. uh, which is very, very smart. Because you can't learn to do it in a closed warehouse without paying customers. It just You miss something. You miss the it factor. Yep. And I just want to kind of pick your brain on this. Do you... Uh, do you feel the commentating from your time early on in the WWE to now, do you feel it's overproduced to, Probably. like you were saying, feel? You guys were going more on feel. Well, Lawler and I had such great instincts, I thought, and chemistry, thanks to him, by and large. <laughs> uh, you know, he was the star of the show. I always felt like I was a point guard. Just, my job just to get him the ball mm -hmm. oh. so he could score. That was my job, I felt like. And he, he disagrees with that, you know. I, I always put him over because I, I believe it. He's, he was that good and for that long uh, together with me. Uh, in 2008, when I was put on SmackDown, it was a, the, end, the, the, end of the, the beginning of the end for me there. Even though I lasted until, what would that be, until uh, 19, 11 more years. They weren't 11 great. They weren't 11 fun years. Yeah. Honestly. And, but I got paid well. And, and, you know, Vince and I have a great rapport in that respect. So I was there to make money, and I did. Mm -hmm. So case, case closed. Uh, I have no more questions, Your Honor, in that regard. <laughs> but that was the uh, – that's kind of how I looked at that that, that scenario. You know, uh, it's – now the announcers get wrapped up in backstory. So in, a, in the front of your very eyes, you see movement, you see physicality, and, and you see uh, in, uh, intensity. And all I'm getting is – well, you know, three weeks ago, he somebody's getting knocked the hell out of. He got hit right in the face. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that was a three weeks ago. He did. I don't want to know about three. I want to know about now. What about right now? Mm -hmm. He's he's selling. He's hurting. I watched a match the other night on. I think it was on Raw where it was or SmackDown. One or two. I don't remember. Someplace. One of them. Yeah, well, lost so much wrestling <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> so much the same wrestling, same as that. The 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 contract signing with Becky and. Charlotte and uh, Lacey Evans. Uh, Charlotte delivered a kick with her. She had her uh, like street clothes, street boots on. Yep. She delivered a kick that almost took Becky's head off, and none of the announcers mentioned one word about it. So that whole—that's what turned the corner to get Becky in trouble, was that she got cheap shotted with a kick to the face that took her down, and she, then she got punished. Mm -hmm. But they—they they, they didn't—they missed that psychology. They didn't give their star baby face their out or the protection they needed, nor did they put over this thunderous kick from Charlotte Flair. So, yeah, this too much narrative. They get out of sync, out of rhythm, and it's, uh, it's not – to me, it's not great storytelling. I, 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 want to be, I want to be brought out of my kitchen to see what's going on by the tone and inflection of the announcers. 
They can't cry wolf and scream all the time, but when it's time, give it to me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in the kitchen making me a sandwich, I'm coming back to the television right away. Yeah. I don't hear that right now. No, no not at all. Uh, so to last two questions, because you got to go. Uh, we do a segment on here called Pet Peeves. So it could be any facet of life. Mm-hmm. What is a one pet peeve of Jim Ross? Problem identifiers and not problem solvers. Mm. People that all, all they can do is... Well, I didn't go, that's not going to work. Like, you know, especially in wrestling. You did it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to work. Well, they, just started, they just did vignettes. It hadn't worked yet. I oh, know it's not going to work. Well, how do you know? I just know. So you're a problem. So what would you do? Well, I don't know. <laughs> how would you fix it? Oh, hell, I don't know. It's not my job. So your job is to critique and point out negatives based on your perception without being smart enough to let it play out and see what is really what did the jury say? Yeah. But in life in general, those that can constantly complain about their status in life or their lot in life, as it may be, mm-hmm. uh, just big burn in my saddle. Bunch of naysayers and not enough doers. Well, what are you gonna, you know, I, 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 I talk to my grandkids this way. You know, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I want to get my, my, my I want to go to OU and I want to get a scholarship. So what are you going to do about it? I'm not, I'm not one of those uh, Hollywood uh, parents are going to buy your tuition to OU. You're going to earn it or you ain't going. Exactly. So what are you going to do about it? What you're going to do about it is you're going to make such good grades and have all these wonderful accomplishments as a scholar athlete or a scholar or student athlete, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that they can't turn you down. You earn your way where you're wanted. And uh, that's kind of how we live with those girls. You know, they they got to have accountability. Yep. I said this in a seminar I did here that uh, – but the biggest trait I look for in a recruit is reliability. You can't rely on somebody, boys. It's just they're not worth doing business with. Why would you want to? It's just like a day job. How about would you fly? Would you fly on an airplane with a pilot that might not be reliable? I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> not at all. I mean, Don't worry. I'm, I'm nine for nine this week. I, I can feel ten coming through. And then uh, last question. I know you said you have a big chip on your shoulder. Uh, is there a, like a couple goals that you have set in year one for AEW for yourself? Well, we want to we want to build continue to build momentum. We've got to have a good show Saturday. We have to have, and and average or or pretty good ain't gonna get it. And I have no problem telling the owner or the the all the VPs, EVPs, whatever mm-hmm. the talent. Ask me. Here's the deal. We I don't plan on being average Saturday. I can't be, and it may turn out that way. They ain't gonna be my intent. Everybody's intent's got to be to steal the show and kick ass. Uh, but I, I hope that by the, we build enough momentum the time we debut in October on TNT that we've got there's a there's an audience waiting for us to get home. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a big audience. Turner. So I, if we do that, uh, that would be one goal is to start out and not only just have a good first week, but maintain a number and build it, maintain it and build it. And because we know that we're all the creatures of habit, we have short attention spans. And if there's the least little thing we don't like about something, we just won't go back. Mm-hmm. But now, so we got to get you early. Got to hook them. To hook them and, and embrace their support. So, mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully we just we build momentum and 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 have a. The thing that's nice about this company is it's so young. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the senior member here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I expect to get better at what I do because of the the enthusiasm of these kids. It's like dating a younger woman. <laughs> well, it is. Really it is. It truly is. Being, being crass, but an older guy 
dating a younger woman, it may look bad to other older women. It don't look bad to other other old, older men. They think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these, so I, I've talked to guys in my, I, I've got friends that are in their 70s or got younger girlfriends, and they love it because of the energy that they share with that person, whether it be going to a park or a ball game or whatever. More, it goes beyond the bedroom, what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yes. That energy is, <laughs> is contagious. It's infectious, and you take it with you on everything you're doing that's related to that person. I think that's what we're gonna, I'm going to find with these guys is that they're going to be they're, – they're fun, they're enthusiastic, and right now they can't get enough. They're in, they have an insatiable desire to produce great wrestling and to be involved in building something special. And they're not tainted. Mm-hmm. None of them are office guys or experienced office guys. Uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody are – they're wrestlers turned administrators. Yep. And uh, so they know they have the master of the art of being an administrator. But as much passion as they have in their intellect, they will. We just have to give them time. And the guys like me got to play it forward and help them out when we can, when they ask for it or, or not. But we got to be able to be supportive. And uh, it'll be fun to me. I, I look at it like being uh, the first play-by-play voice of an expansion team in the NFL. Nice. That's kind of my theory. You know, mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're trying to get this big game of TV wrestling, and we got to deliver we got this expansion team. Guess what we got to do? we got to win some games. They're not going to stay with us so long on, on hope. Mm-hmm. We can't take the hope away from them by having a, a crappy show in week one. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, challenge these guys. Everybody, We all should be challenged every time we go on camera, the, the cameras are rolling, to kick ass, take nothing for granted. And the fact that we're not going to produce so much television that it gets old, repetitive, uh, redundant, Routine, whatever you want to say, uh, and unfortunately, the big dog in the yard, WWE, they do produce a lot of television. Yep. And so, how much, how much of it realistically can be special? So, I think us doing a two-hour show every week in prime time on TNT. I think we're we have a the structure should be in place in that regard. The, the procedures are in place mm-hmm. to make it an enjoyable couple-hour show once a week. And it becomes destination television. Yep. But we got to deliver. Totally agree. Well, Jim, we appreciate your time. Sure. Uh, I know you got to get going. This uh, has been amazing. This has been amazing. So thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, Ladies fellas. and gentlemen, this is Jim Ross. Anywhere we can find you for uh, your, your social media, just in case the people. I'm at, uh, at JRSBBQ on Twitter. Uh, I got a podcast. Uh, Which is phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. Listen to it on the way here. It's doing pretty good. I'm lucky. Conrad's a, the the podfather, so taking good care of me. <laughs> With the first two weeks, three three weeks in a row, we've been the number one sports podcast on Westwood One, which is a nice. Oh, wow, that's good. And, uh, that's we were a big the, accomplishment. I think uh, I looked earlier this week. We we're number nine in all of sports, but nothing wrestling oriented was close to us. Oh wow! So we've done well in that respect. <laughs> Very well. So, so I do the podcast. It's free, folks. Free. Not, not ask for any money from you. It's free. Free 99. And you, you subscribe at iTunes and you, all the places you subscribe where they play your, your audio. And uh, then Twitter. And I'm on Facebook, Jim Ross BBQ, and on Instagram. Man, you live, if you, you live with social media or you die without it. And I'm not, I'm not ready to, to me, it's all brand building. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm building, still building my brand. After all these years, I haven't stopped adding to my brand and how I can make it better and be better servicing my audience, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm doing 
in that regard. So it's a big deal. So at JRSBBQ, I do the I do Twitter. I don't have anybody that does Twitter for me. I have a helper that helps me with Facebook and Instagram. I just That's can't okay. do all of it. Yeah, it's, it does turn out to be a lot. Yes, and, very much. And, and it's impeccable. It's important that you do it. You got to do it. So mm-hmm. I do the Twitter, and so people follow me there, and hope they'll give my podcast a shot. And you know, uh, I know uh, we just did a sh- we did a show on uh, the Beware of Dog that pay per view. There's a lot more than a pay per view, but coming without electricity and power going out and all that stuff. We got a show coming up uh, on the anniversary of Owen Hart's death. Which oh, very I, cool. very, I was very reluctant to do. I've never done one before. Probably never do one again. Uh, but and then not, Starcast, I, right, coming up? Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff we did. So that'll be there. And then Starcast. I'm, I'm going to be in Vegas. Starcast this week. Uh, the King and I are going to do a show together. Maybe our last one. And I say that without trying to bait and switch a, a ticket sales. Mm-hmm. We're getting paid, so it's not going to. It's not us to us to sell the tickets right at this point. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is he's a WWE guy, and I'm not. And I, I have uh, deep roots there. And uh, I don't know how much longer uh, Vince is going to allow some of his WWE people to do things of this nature. That closely associated with AEW. And, yep. and me being the voice, coming up the voice of AEW, it may not be comfortable for him. So nobody said that to us. Just using their logic could be. So King and I are doing a show this week. Uh and uh, it's going to be an amazing event. Uh, Starcast on Fight is a good place to look at it. If you can't be in Vegas, it's cheaper than hell to buy it on fight, the Fight app. Yep. So fight, Starcast on Fight, or sorry, at Fight, but you'll, you're, they'll figure it out. <laughs> Starcast, it's, 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 it's Starcast. Yeah, Starcast. Just go to get the Fight app. The Fight app's free too, by the way. Mm-hmm. You got Wi-Fi and a smart device like these iPhones. You're golden. You're in, man, no matter Boom. where you are. You're good, so. But a, lot of, a lot of good things, fellas. I appreciate you having me on, though, guys. Well, thank you, sir, very much. You. We appreciate your time. Hey, oh, ladies buy and some barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jim Ross. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom! Ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are just having great guest after great guest. You know her from TNA Wrestling. She is known as ODB. Oh, boy. What's up, man? How are you doing? <laughs> I was call you boys, but you're men. <laughs> oh. You call me a boy. It's okay. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> so what have you been up to? I, I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, yep. this is my first time meeting you, but yeah. as in like You haven't ever. seen me around the, the loop, I guess you call it. Well, actually, I'm in the barbecue business. I've seen those pictures, oh. and I yes. want to try some of your truck food that you got. Yes, yeah, so I have a food truck now called ODB's Meet and Greet. Oh, Obviously, yeah. it fits. It's literally a meet and greet everywhere I go. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's been awesome. It's uh, stationed in Minnesota, where I'm born and raised. You know what's funny is we frequent Minneapolis quite yeah. a bit. Well, so You better stop on by. We, yeah. The next time we're up there, yeah. we will. We yeah. have a buddy who lives in Savage. So that's why oh, we that, frequent up there. I am actually in that area, Prior Lake, oh, Shakopee, Prior Mankato. Lake. Thank that's you. I always say Savage, yep, and someone corrects me. Oh, so Prior Lake. Prior yep. Lake is where I am right. I am over there a lot with... Uh, with the meat wagon. So well, can I ask, we'll what got you, got you into that Well, I got that my um, barbecue sauce line about five years ago. Uh, and then okay. I kind of left TNA for a little, you know, a mm-hmm. while. And then uh, went on a little barbecue tour in my Airstream trailer. And then never really went back to wrestling full time. Oh. And nice. then I had a bright idea to get a food truck and... Just kind of dived right in. That's, all, that's the best way to do it. Ball, right? So, really think whose sauce is better than yours or oh, JR's? Oh, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a sauce off later? Oh, yeah, we're going to be great. doing some barbecue cook-offs <laughs> soon. 
That's oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to get his ass on the food truck. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably never leave. <laughs> so what kind of foods are on the food truck? I smoke my own meat, of course. I, I always love the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no innuendos there, uh, huh? No, nope, nope, You know me. I, um, I, so I have a big smoker on the, on the food truck. Everything's smoked from okay. my beans to my chicken, oh, nice. pulled pork. So I pull a lot of pork every week. Nice. Just last night I had about seven. I sold seven pork butts. Yeah, I'm Do cramping you the truck up here? a little bit. No. Oh, you should have drove it all the way shit. here. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Ten miles to the gallon. <laughs> I am bringing it, though, um, to Crusher Fest. Oh, okay. In Milwaukee, oh, jo- uh, June 8th. Oh, yeah. perfect. So June 8th. June 8th, Crusher Be Fest. Here. ODB's meet and greet. <laughs> yeah. With that. Now, do you do uh, food competitions then? I do. My sauces have entered competitions, and they won first place, first and second place, my hot, oh. my hot sauce and barbecue sauce. Oh, we're gonna have to, get, gonna have to yes. get the hot sauce. Yes, we're huge fans of hot sauce. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. It's very. It's, there's no ghost peppers or nothing. Else. Oh, but that's good though. That's, that's good. fine. It's enjoyable. You, you don't need super heat. Yeah, if no. it gets a tingly, a little sweaty, that's fine. Then you like, got a problem. The, might want to put some cream on that. Well, <laughs> I love the flavor of jalapenos. So sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, we have a little segment on here called Pet Peeves. Oh so, boy. and it could be, it doesn't have to be wrestling, just life in general, but if it is wrestling, great. Oh so boy. what are some of ODB's <laughs> pet peeves? Yeah, is one of them being mistaken for the other ODB? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, now that <laughs> being, yeah, being on the food truck, if they aren't wrestling fans, they're like, ODB, old dirty bastard. I'm like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> that's, do you love the Wu-Tang, I never, no, that, I do. That's how stupid I am. I never even put two and two together on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why my brother came to when you were on the show at Rockwood. Like ODB yeah, here? Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, oh, I was expecting ODB to be oh here. I was like, uh, yeah, he's no longer alive. Uh, he's not so, here, unfortunately. But. Uh, yeah, but I think he but was yeah, happy think, with, um, with you. I think just like the food truck has like made a lot of pet peeves for me, okay. but I enjoy it. I just get a kick out of some people coming up and uh, let me see what are some good ones. Um, when literally my menu's right in front of them, and they're like, <laughs> "So, so what you got? What's this? So what's in that?" So I have a my famous thing is uh, meat in a cup. Okay, pick your cup size B C double D. I see what you did there. <laughs> so I. It's basically in a like a solo cup, so you got baked beans, my pulled pork, coleslaw, barbecue sauce on top, and a pickle. Nice. And everyone's like, so that's all in a cup? <laughs> so it's all to get, I don't get it. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had to walk them through it. Is that the best product on there, the... Is your pork? Is that like yeah? Your my best pork meat? is yeah, because okay. I put a lot of love in that pork. Okay. Oh, yeah. So if we were up to your truck and I came into you and said, came up to you and said, came what? God, that what? sounded so <laughs> bad. I will edit that out. No, don't edit no, that don't. out. No, don't. You just no need to edit nothing. Out. Exactly. Uh, if I came up to you and said, Hey, what was the best product on your truck? What would you suggest? Well, my number one seller is the pork you nachos. Mm, that yes. sounds amazing. And all my entrees are named after wrestling. So I got okay. um, oh, that's even better. The pork mania. That's the pork sandwich. <laughs> then oh, you got the buff chick nachos after me. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> got the bamwich. <laughs> yes. I got the roll up. The roll up. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, I got a, actually I got a new thing that's going to be a special all summer long. Everywhere I go, it's a special. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, one dirty bologna. <laughs> so I've been smoking a lot of bologna. Okay. So uh, interesting. Uh, Oscar Mayer bologna or? No, bigger. <laughs> bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with 
pro wrestling, everyone loves stories about being on the road or pranks. Uh, so, is there any good stories that oh, you boy, may I can't have? Tell any of those good stories. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not too much of that high level <laughs> ones, but you don't have to name names. Yeah. Oh, that's the best part, though. Okay. I've always loved, like, I, I love wrestling. I mean, obviously, it made me get to where I'm at today, and and uh, gosh, I'm trying to even think of a. I I was always, you know, I'm obviously a big, you know, not a big partier, but I like to have my beer and hang out after the show and. Um, I remember uh, actually meeting Ric Flair for the first time and Batista. This is where I, I wasn't even in TNA at the time. I was, like, trying out, you know, mm-hmm. for, I think, WWF at the time. And then I went to this bar with a couple of buddies in Iowa, and Batista's like, hey, girl, get over here. I'm like, ah, shit, yeah, Batista and Ric Flair know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over there, hung out with them, and Ric's is having a good time. Batista's, you know, probably hitting on me. I'm not sure what he I should have. <laughs> Should have banged them, damn it. No. <laughs> you could have banged Drax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're having a good time drinking, good and you. then all of a sudden, you know, they close the bar down for us, and or for Flair and Batista. And then Flair decides to take his pants off. I'm like, damn, this is awesome. I love wrestling. <laughs> but it's just cool. Like, I always liked the, it's just, it's an awesome business to be in and be a part of. And I was fortunate enough to be kind of um, taking, like, one of the boys mm-hmm. so the guys were actually more afraid of me you know like you know i'll be like hey get your ass over here <laughs> i get i did get to see rick flair's rolex what oh <laughs> oh the hall that's of fame. another story okay. <laughs> the hall of uh, fame yeah, rolex she's yeah, referring was it, to was it uh was it hall of fame worthy <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> that was just a weird cu- question come from a man <laughs> but uh I never well, got in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> in our hearts, though. Wow. You're, you're always in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, so then, your early days, uh, what was the, like, the tough enough experience like? Oh, my gosh. That was my first, yeah, it was about 2000. was in New York, and it was, it was pretty cool. I remember that was actually my one and only time in a WWF ring, and just going in there, and um, I was just a little girl. I didn't have my double Ds. I didn't have. I think I had one tattoo. I just had big ass hair. My voice was a little higher. <laughs> I didn't go through puberty yet, and I just wasn't in the. I called myself one dirty bitch, but I wasn't there yet. Obviously, mm-hmm. it okay. took years and years to develop that. But it was just a blast to be in front of. You know, you had Mick Foley in front of you, Al Snow, and Al Snow actually remembers me out of every single person that tried out for Tough Enough. He remembers me. Oh, that's cool. But I made it to the top 25. Yep. Then Stephanie McMahon comes out, and she announced the final 12, and then I didn't make it. But I went home, though. I'm so I mean, who knows what I would have been doing now. Oh, I probably yeah. would have. You wouldn't have the meat truck. I would not. And I probably would have been not ODB in WWE. <laughs> well, that was probably a great kickoff experience <laughs> yeah. for your career, though. It's experiencing all that. Yeah, because then I knew I wanted to become a wrestler. So when I went home, I looked up schools, and Eddie Sharkey trained me in his garage so so funny uh mason quinn you yep. may know him yeah he he was sick so he couldn't be here today we interviewed ken and they talked about eddie sharkey a yeah. Little bit. yeah well it was just yeah, funny because like they have on the network that you can watch all the tough enough so i was like i'm gonna rewatch. Oh, that was gosh. that season one you were yeah, on very and i watch one. it and i'm like wait a minute i had to yeah. rewind i was like ah look I at think that they, sh- they, That's awesome. they show me saying hi i'm one dirty bitch <laughs> <laughs> 
So everyone knows that you love pro wrestling, and now meat trucks. If they didn't, uh, what? <laughs> what like the meat. What are some of your other hobbies that you have? Well, I actually I'm a golfer. No, I would not I have to guess that. Oh, man. Yes. For I real? I enjoy golfing, yes. Now, I'll, that's, I'll that's a shocker to me. Yeah, oh, you want to oh, be my oh. bitch? <laughs> <laughs> if, He's everyone's hey, bitch. So you're so you're okay. the one asking? I'll say yes. I only do nine holes, though, because I'm not a... Thank you. Because it's you, you, get a, you get a golf cart, you get some girlfriends... There, you know, you just have a good time, start drinking Bloody Marys, and then your day's pretty much set. That's usually the only time I have a Bloody Mary is in the morning yeah. on a golf course. Yes, only get like a couple of them. Then you, then you just. <laughs> I'm only good for one half. Half? half of a Bloody oh. Mary because it's too much tomato juice. Yeah, and then oh. it's then it's on. You to like the beer. clamato juice? <laughs> oh, clamato. Clam, clam diggers in clams in here. <laughs> the old fashies. Everybody <laughs> loves the clam. Mito. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Hey, I hope you like the clam. So you you mentioned you like to have a few brujas here and there. Yes. Name one beer that's your favorite and one mixed drink that are your go tos. Uh, PBR. Oh, really? Boy. Yes. And then never would have guessed that one either. And I'm not even kidding. A mixed drink. I'm a fireball girl. I just like straight up. I'm not a hard alcohol mm. liquor chick. Um, yeah, Fireball and PBR, that's a hell of a good night. That's a good combo. Yeah. My aunt and uncle would love you because yeah. that's all they drink. They they bring it themselves to every family gathering because oh, nobody awesome. else will ever touch this I know, stuff. Some people don't. I don't know why no one likes the paps. <laughs> it's, it's, My dad. It's can a good I, price. I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. You're gonna, you may think it's sick. Maybe not. I'd like to drink warm <laughs> beer. Sicker the better. Oh, I yeah. like to drink room temp beer. Sorry. Room temp beer. Oh. And my father, I'd come home every Friday night. He would have a 12-pack of Paps sitting on his stove burner, so they were like 100 degrees warm. Wow. And I'd be like, are you really? seriously drinking that? And he'd be like, yeah, you want one? I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> he would actually heat up his beer. Oh, my God. I just like no, room temperatures. No, I like mine cold. So cold. then do you love whiskey then, too? Of it's course, fun. that's why it's in my barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, because because I, I, I whiskey because I love soon. whiskey. You know, yeah, you it, like yeah. Jack, uh, I love a good Jack. And oh, okay, cold, Jack and anything really is always good. Jack, I've done pulls of it. New product for you, <laughs> the OBD whiskey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. Now right, let's get that in the works. Let's there you go. I Take like those, it. Like get a barrel after it's smoked in your grill, and then put the whiskey smoked in the barrel. So it's yeah. got the smoke. I like smokiness. it. <laughs> I just well, made you a million dollars. <laughs> so I can have with you. Yeah, right. So I'll with give your you a free up, bottle. Hey, I'll take it. I'll lifetime take it. supply. Perfect. Well, <laughs> lifetime supply. I don't want her to go broke. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I need another three barrels. So it's your time way. is sensitive too here. Uh, where can people find sensitive. you? On I've never heard that word. <laughs> ODB and sensitive is not in the same yeah, sense. Yeah, going good. Where can uh, folks find you on social media, and what upcoming events do you have? I am all over um, Facebook and um, what do you call it? Instagram and Twitter at at the ODB Bam. So you can find me all in there, and then um, I do have a website odbbam.com. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of awesome events. I'll be at Country Fest and Rock Fest oh. in Cadott, Wisconsin, yep. oh, with, that's uh, always awesome. with the meet and greet, and then oh. Crusher Fest, June seven, June eighth and ninth, mm-hmm. and I think that's it for the coming up, like in Wisconsin area. Oh, are cool. you? Have you? Uh, do you take uh, slim pickings now on your bookings for wrestling too? I do, yes, but I like coming here because I still love wrestling as long mm-hmm. as my outfit still fits me. I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves the yeah. outfit. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let you go. Right. And we're going to head out, too. Well, thank you, so guys. We appreciate well, oh, yeah. thank your time. You. We appreciate your time. Everybody 
listening to the Bad Medicine podcast appreciates yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so for episode number... And this is 16. Who cares? 16, Whatever. 16 and a half. We don't need to keep a number. <laughs> this has been Diamond Dave. Sorry Mason Quinn couldn't be here. The answer, Andrew. And for ODB and then, of course, JR. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week. All right.